Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Peter Whittle. Now, I'm very pleased that this week we have someone who I would describe as a friend of the channel. I hope he doesn't mind. Uh, I first spoke to him ooh, some four years ago. Lawrence Fox, actor and now leader of the Reclaim Party, recently announced he's going to be standing in the forthcoming Uxbridge by-election. Um, thank you for joining us, Lawrence, again. <laughs> so nice to see you again. Nice to see You're you. looking very tanned. Well, yeah, it's been just come off on holiday in the Canary Islands. So it was lovely, lovely. But um, first things first, while I was away, actually, I did follow this thing that's been happening. The police are after you again, aren't they? Well, they say they're after me, but they never do come after me because they know that I'll give them short shrift. And also what they do is they tend to go after someone who supports me as we saw in Hampshire with, the, uh, with Darren Brady when they went after him, when I was walking around begging them to arrest me, seeing as I'd committed the original thought crime myself of, uh, of uh, desecrating the, uh, the flag which symbolises the occupation of Britain, the progressive pride flag, or the child mutilation flag as I call it. Did this, because you put this on uh, to social media, yeah. and you burnt, it was this new, what they call, as you say, the pride progress flag, this ugly, ugly flag. There's many of them. This one's a quasar pride flag, which is so the original pride flag. I mean, look, I'm not a huge fan of flags anyway, but you know, there, there was a time when gay and lesbian people in this country were discriminated against. Mm. And, and you know, if they felt that they needed a flag to feel safe in yeah. an area, so they had a flag and went, we're welcoming to gay and lesbian people. Absolutely. Why would anyone stand against that? And I don't stand against it. I think that's absolutely fabulous. Where I have a problem, is when you start getting a black little line mm -hmm. that represents Black Lives Matter, which right. is a political Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Then you get a brown line, which just re represents everyone who's brown. You know, yeah. that's racist. And then you get the child mutilation line, the transgender line, which is uh, I have a huge objection yeah, to. Yeah, and yeah. I think most people do. Gay, lesbian, straight, black, brown, white. You know, it's, it's the, mm. the, the problem with this progressive flag it is like the movement that it represents, which is to destabilize society. The T and the Q, for example, trans and queer. Queer is a political position, whereas previously to us, queer just meant gay actually yeah, yeah. but queer is actually a political position now is that a flag which represented the love between two people of the same sex has now been is now being hidden behind by an altogether more insidious movement that encourages and promotes the mutilation of children and mm. with via chest binders um chemical castration drugs used for chemical castration in american prisons, and ultimately irreversibly mutilating people's bodies what has that got to do with love gay and lesbian people are fully loved and accepted in this country. Of course, mm. you can have homophobes everywhere. In the same place, you can have racists everywhere. But that flag is hiding, that movement is hiding behind gay and lesbian people and using them mm. as a smokescreen to bring in an insidious movement. So it can say, whenever you criticise it, you're a homophobe. Yeah, uh, well, quite. Uh, well, actually, what's happening is, as you obviously know, is that more and more gay people um, disassociating themselves with all of this anyway. I mean, the, the kind of gay lobby, as in Pink News and these people, they're fully on board, Stonewall, they're fully on board with all this stuff. Um, in fact, in some ways, they're actually, it's going further than that, they're actually kind of slightly denying gayness because they're saying to lesbians, look, you're a transphobe if you won't sleep with a, what would it be, trans man? Oh, I just, I just the, minute, the minute I hear the word trans, I just hear fake. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know what, so the minute it goes trans man, I just go fake. 
man. It's, yeah. you know, sorry if that makes me a bigot, but it's true. The idea of a man being able to become a woman or vice versa is ridiculous. Now look, interestingly, I polled on this because I'm, I'm very interested in this area and the vast majority of Britons are completely fine with somebody turning around, sticking a wig and a dress on and called Barry and calling themselves Brenda. And people would actually go along with it and say, all right, Brenda, how are you doing this morning? But where Britons have a problem and where I have a problem is the freedom of speech issue, mm. is that it becomes a compelled speech issue. Mm. You're not only being asked to call Barry Brenda, you're being asked to believe that Brenda is actually a woman. Now, yeah. that's not uh, true. Yeah. And it causes a huge number of problems, certainly in terms of women's safe spaces mm. and certainly in terms of the obliteration of women from, as I said, National Health Service, where they're now referred to, mm. referred to as people who menstruate or uh, mm. chest feeders mm. and, um, and obviously in women's sport where, where girls and young women have worked their entire lives only to have a bloke who still has a penis hopping into a swimming pool and beating them by a country mile because any half average male sportsman is going to be a woman. Yeah. Why do you think it is, this is something that perplexes me actually about this, is that when it comes to the trans ideology, why does it seem to be championed actually by women so much? I mean, there are so, I mean, if, not just in this country, America, when you, when you see an official, you know, position, say like uh, Senate hearings and things, and these things come up, define a woman, it is always women who are pushing this. I mean, this is what I can't get my head around. I don't, I, it's never crossed my mind to ask myself why. It's interesting that you say that. Mm. I tend to, when I go to, uh, uh, and I, I'll go to places where they're doing Drag Queen Story Hour, or I'll go and support Kelly J. Keane, Posey Parker yeah. in her um, Stand Up For Women March in the Park, I tend actually to see a bunch of uh, quite limp-wristed men um, screaming about it and you're exactly right to touch on this idea that it's very homophobic that in some way you're not gay you can trans away the gay yes, yes, exactly. and I yeah. think it's a fundamentally a, a the movement itself the progressive pride flag to me represents part of what what we loosely call woke ideology mm. is doing which is it's, it's tempting to take a genuinely progressive and tolerant society like the one that we live in and divide it down the lines of race and sexual orientation mm. to create oppressed and oppressors which is communism yeah. and, I, and, and I stand wholeheartedly against it. Now you can question my methods, my methods are quite bull in a china shop when it comes to dealing with this problem but you'll see out of the five, six thousand messages that I've been sent in the last three or four days since I did that, I'd say about 60% of them are from gay men and women. Oh yeah, no, I think there's a big change, it's not just people on what you might call our side, actually people are sick to death of it, I mean you know, it's the same with the racism argument, yeah. that the, the intensity with which this now comes up at the very time when things have never actually been, you know, less racist. And I mean, the same with the gay, you know, gay men got the same rights, gay women, same rights now as anyone, everyone else, there's no stigma attached. Suddenly we get Pride Month, not just Pride Week, you know, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, you mentioned that uh, the police did say they were looking into it, right? But they, 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 then they kind of melt away, isn't that right? Well, they t I think what they do is they're trying to intimidate you. Yeah. They're, they're trying to go, we're assessing you for a hate crime. I'm like, at some point, if we don't... Here's the problem that we're confronted with. And I'm not making statements that I agree with here. I'm just making yeah. statements of yeah. progression. We want civil partnerships. Fine. We want marriages, fine. 
we want to chop off children's penises. No, mm. you know, it's a negotiation we've got to have with this movement, which is co-opting, obviously, gay and lesbian people, which is to say, you can't, there has to be a line that we draw, and that line has to be at the protection of the innocence of children. And that's where I will draw the line. And, you know, for all of my, uh, I, I thought very carefully about this. I thought about it for a year, actually, which for me is quite a long time to think about it. And um, weirdly, I did exactly the same thing the night before. I, I said we should desecrate any flag that celebrates the mutilation of children. And I set fire to the flag and it was ignored. But for some reason, the bunting got them going. Right, right, okay. Yes, I, yes, I think it looked, because it was so visceral looking, you know, everything like that. Um, with this, though, how do you, do you propose to do anything legally with this? You mentioned before we came on, you know, that you're, you know you, you've got various projects connected to Reclaim. Mm. Is there anything you can do legally about what is happening, you mentioned there, in our schools? I mean, what, what are you planning to do? Well, we've got the, the policy exchange report, a sweep at the wheel, yeah. which has come through, which is freedom of information request to 300 schools. So this stuff is endemic. It's mm. not, it, 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 it's not, you know, the exception that prove, proves the rule. It's everywhere, in every single school, yeah. uh, pretty much. And so what you can do is, it, we're going to do two things. Uh, we, we're going to, we have a group of parents and a group of families, that, a lot of them utterly destroyed by this. Uh, you know, in various stages of children being socially transitioned without their parents' uh, involvement, which, let's face it, after, with a conservative government in charge, not to put the family at the centre, yeah. to put the family at the centre of everything mm -hmm. they do, mm -hmm. is appalling. So we are going to bring a class action case against the Department of Education on behalf of these people mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that this stuff is made absolutely illegal in the schools. And we are also going to be putting a bill through Parliament, now that we have a Member of Parliament, um, for the protection of children. So, yeah, tell us about that, because um, it's been about a year since we've spoken, actually. Andrew Bridgen yes. uh, defected, didn't he, to uh, reclaim. That means you do have a Member of Parliament. So, basically, you're going to be putting through a child protection bill. Yeah. Um, this change, does this change a lot? for reclaim i mean in the sense of actually having someone in the electoral you know process who's actually been elected well instead of uh the uni party in parliament asking each other questions about swilla braveman's mm. speeding tickets yeah um you've got andrew bridgen standing up and asking the prime minister whether he agrees that um children should be socially transitioned in schools yeah. now um it goes just goes to show how little this uni party of best friends you only have to to go to Prime Minister's questions, of which I do, yes. and they glare at me in a very, very angry way, to realise that they're just chums. They're all mates, and they're, yeah, all, yeah, they're all in it together. Yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're not two political parties that disagree with each other. Yes. They're, they're one uniparty that basically serves the interests of itself to continue the idea of maintaining power. That's mm. all they really want. Yes. They've forgotten the, the fundamental principle of government, which is they work for us, not the other way around. Mm. So yes, it is very powerful to have Andrew in there because also he's no longer a Conservative party member, so he doesn't have to submit his question to the Prime Minister, to the Prime Minister beforehand. Mm. So the Prime Minister's got this sort of slightly vaguely worried look on his face. He's always expecting Andrew to say something about the efficacy of vaccines or the excess deaths, which mm. is an absolute, you know, why they're not talking about, where in, a, in an era when, if it saves just one life, 
shut down the entire of our individual yeah, liberties yeah. in a way which never, was never done before. That we were looking at two and a half thousand people dying extra uh, excess tests a week, and Parliament won't debate it. Um, they were expecting Andrew to say something like that, but no, Andrew, we have a lot of things that we want to talk to the government yeah, about, yeah. and the government don't want to talk about it at all. As Penny Morden said, let's ditch the culture wars, is what she said. I know, it, quite extraordinary their ineptitude. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you it's an outside chance, but you're standing in Uxbridge. I mean, presumably the aim, you know, you're taking it seriously. Presumably the aim is for you to get uh, elected to, to Parliament. Um, what are you going to be saying to the people, uh, you know, in Oxford? I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you standing on? Sorry to be so conventional. Yeah. But I mean, I but what, what, what would they? What? Why should they vote for you? Well, I think certainly they should vote for me because I am the only conservative option. There is no conservative mm -hmm. option. Mm -hmm in Uxbridge. Uh, uh, if you take each party's election address for Uxbridge and their manifesto for Uxbridge, you could just get rid of the candidate saying I'm the Labour candidate or the Conservative Party candidate or the Liberal Democrat candidate, hear what they've got to say and it's the same thing. So what I am standing for there, obviously you know what my primary passion is, which is free speech. If you don't have free speech, you don't have a full debate, you're in deep trouble. My main bugbear is going to be education, is opening up education to have a free and open debate that these kids are not going to be taught contested ideologies as fact mm -hmm. they should be taught it as I'm happy for people to talk about critical race theory and critical gender theory and all this stuff but you don't teach it as fact you mm -hmm. teach it as part of a broader curriculum where where other things are taught as well so we were, we were looking to reclaim education through the things that I've discussed I think we are in deep trouble in this country uh, with our problems with immigration mm -hmm. I think you cannot have a country with as rich traditions and heritage and culture as we do and import just under a million people a year and think that that is in some way these people are going to suddenly magically mm. assimilate into our culture. It's not fair on them and it's not fair on, on us mm. and therefore and also the more we allow this uncontrolled mass waves of uh, immigration, the people that are going to hurt and be suffered are the last wave of immigrants because they're yeah. the ones picking up the jobs. So we need to deal with immigration. The Tories promised that they would take immigration down to the tens of thousands. We're now looking at the almost millions. Mm. Okay, this is a huge problem. We need to have a negotiation. We need to have a broad, open and balanced debate over net zero. We're spending £20 billion a year to make us net zero by mm -hmm. 20... Oh, is it 2030 or 2050? I lose count. Mm. Greta Thunberg, apparently the world was meant to end yesterday anyway. But yes, yes. Miraculously, we've survived. Yeah. We need to have a debate over the fact that is uh, the whole of the IPCC report is based upon anthropogenic climate change, which means man-made climate change. We're not having a debate whether that enormous ball that lives in the centre of the solar system, which lights the entire and heats and lights the entire of the galaxy, may have something to do with it anyway. The fact we need to have an open and honest debate about why the ice caps are expanding. Mm, mm. recently mm. so we need that debate and people need to be told you're spending 20 billion pounds a year to make this country net zero while China are building a coal-fired power yeah, station well. every week mm, and mm. these decisions I believe in democracy and I think that these decisions are the sovereignty of the British people you do not have people that fly into a, a COP26 on their private jets yeah. and sit down and make decisions on behalf of nations. Mm. These things need to be voted for by people. So mm. I think we need to have a solid debate about net zero. So we've got free speech, education, net zero, borders, and finally sovereignty. Mm. We voted 
uh, well, Ulez, obviously, which is an absolute. I was going to say in it's, Oxbridge. It's for the people of Oxbridge. It's it's a nightmare. I should explain, by the way, uh, Oxbridge is on the outskirts of London. It's actually the last station on the tube, isn't it? It is. I remember, station, it's yeah. up there, up there. Uh, very much. But they are going to be affected if they're not already, are they, by any kind of form of congestion charge or anything in not, Oxbridge? Not, not the congestion charge. But this yet. is the, the, the ultra-low emission zone. Yeah. yeah, the ultra-low emission zone. But the thing that irritates me about that, let's get on to you guys, we'll talk about you guys, is do you remember when we were told, all told to buy diesel cars? When di oh, diesel yes, coming yes. in, you must buy a diesel car, it's much better for the planet, yeah. it's much better for the environment. Yeah. But look, look how cheap a diesel is. Yeah. Suddenly everyone buys a diesel car, diesel price of diesel goes mm. through the roof and now if your car is your diesel car which they are slightly they pr produce more particulates are more uh, pollution they all fail you Les. so it's another way of robbing you out of your mm. money Sadiq Khan speaks endlessly about pollution in London how people uh, he's absolutely he's lying he may feel that there's pollution in London because we d live mm. in 2023 we live in an era of feelings that uh, yeah. totally ignore facts but he's absolutely wrong. London is cleaner than it has ever been. And uh, there's one person, according to the Office of National Statistics, who's had their death registered as a, as a result, as a possible contributing factor. Uh, pollution is a, positive, a possible contributing factor to their death in 23 years yeah, in London. Yeah. Sadiq Khan would have you believe that you're breathing in cyanide gas just by leaving the front door. Mm -hmm. And he's doing this in the name of taxation in the name of salvation so he can fill up his coffers to fulfill other ideological yeah, goals yeah, yeah. it's absolutely wrong mm -hmm. and um i think that's that should be absolutely banned it should be we, the reclaimed party believe our standard philosophy is freedom so we believe that it is a covenant between the parent the, the our generation and the next that their generation is freer and more prosperous than ours so we're not trying we don't want to restrict people's movement and what this is is because they can't get you out of your car by guilt tripping you out of your car and making it almost impossible to drive around they're going to tax you out of it instead mm -hmm. and that's not freedom that's control and again we need to remind politicians they're there to make our lives easier they're not meant to put more pressure on us and make the lives of people who are already suffering a cost of lockdown crisis inflation is through the roof interest rates have just gone up again today to tax them in this way uh, while demanding rent controls in the way that Sadiq Khan does we need a complete overhaul yeah, I think that with the, with the car, it is an ideological battle about the car, actually. Yeah. It's not just raising money. Because car does sort of represent freedom. Mm. They want to get people away from that. On they just love, as you say, the control of, you know, of public transport in this case. Um, are there any particular things about Uxbridge that you would in some ways concentrate on? I mean, for example, is it affected by the building of HS2 and all of that? HS2 should be banned anyway. Yes, it was exactly. the, it, HS2 is an absolute pointless idea. Mm. Uh, again, vastly overpriced. The government, take, the problem with the HS2 is the government can't just stop it because the get out clauses that they have with mm. the companies that they've signed are so punitive that you'll end up paying for it anyway. Mm. But what HS2 is going to take the journey time from London to Birmingham to what's going to remove it by 16 minutes mm. they still haven't found a way into London it was a European project anyway mm. to be able to get a train anywhere in Europe and not get off until you got to wherever you wanted to get yeah, in, yeah. In, in Europe it should be completely scrapped so if you get rid of if you get rid of HS2 and you get rid of the money that we're spending on the 20 billion quid a year we're spending on um, this sort of 
catastrophic journey towards turning everyone back into Stone Age people. Mm. You've got billions of pounds every year that mm. you can put into the NHS to try and prop up what's, let's, fail, what, let's be very honest, one of the poorest performing health services in Europe. Mm. And, you, you know, there is a conversation to be had in terms of Uxbridge, in terms of what one does with Heathrow. A yeah, third yeah. of the flights that come into Heathrow are transit flights. Mm. There are 1,600 planes fly over London to land into Heathrow every day. I think Boris Johnson, of which I disagree with him on quite a few things, was right to say, let's build an airport with excellent transport links out in the Thames estuary, so we don't have to have planes flying over London all the time. And we could actually solve London's housing crisis like that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'd have to, we'd have to do that. I'm not a resident of Uxbridge. I'm not someone who's going to walk in and tell you, uh, the percentages of what needs to happen in Hillingdon Hospital and all of these things. This is more about me, me making national issues local, asking people what, what they believe about the bigger, broader journey that this country is going down. Because if the country is going down a bad path where 50% of people are frightened to speak their minds, then Ricep and Uxbridge are going down that path as well. And also, the fact is, I mean, I just, you know, uh, with a, uh, a by-election like this, they, it is always about national issues. I mean, you know, we have to go through this pantomime where they say well, people have, you know, the fact that we say, for example, you don't live in Uxbridge, I, I think makes no difference whatsoever. I mean, you know, presumably you move there, whatever, if you, if you, if you want. Um, on a more general point, um, I know we talked about this in the past. Does this mean that reclaim is taking the electoral side of politics more seriously? I mean. You know, or or because at one point you were you you were more into guerrilla tactics, if you like, weren't you? I mean, is is that changed? Do you think? No, or how will you be how will you be treating, say, like any forthcoming general election? I think it's very difficult. A, we've just after three years of being wading through syrup, just trying to get a bank account. Oh, have you got one? We did. Oh. I, I Should, the, they have not had a bank account for all this time. Well, we did have a bank account, just no one could donate to it. So oh, we, I see. we couldn't grow, but they, they kicked us out of that bank account as well. Anyway, we now have a bank account and um, we are out going to be able to expand. I still don't, Richard Tyson and I don't agree on the, on the way forward, which is to stand 650 candidates, just because of the nature of, of who I am. I like to know who I'm working with. I like to, you know, I like to really build a team. So I'd be looking to stand fewer candidates in areas of specific cultural or national interest, certainly in areas where you've had huge, huge surges of, of immigrants into an area who've overtaken hotels and overtaken local amenities and put a huge amount of pressure on, on local resources without anyone locally having a choice, certainly in areas like Batley where free speech is under attack. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm interested in, in fighting. I don't want to, as I've said and I've showed you, I, I'm not a politician and I don't want to be a politician. I'm a concerned citizen, always have been. And, you know, I, I, even it, the gaps between every time you and I speak, it gets considerably and noticeably worse mm. what's going on. And culturally, I can't bear the unbelievable and unbearable attack on my culture and my tra traditions and my heritage and being told that Shakespeare is in some way, the Guardian were writing the other day that Shakespeare is in some way elitist and only clever people can have access to it. That's absolute rubbish. You can teach Shakespeare mm. to my mm. kids, which I do. I've read Shakespeare to my children. And the minute you understand the meter of it, mm. it's easier than reading a lot of other things. I mean, when we first talked after that 
instant on uh, question time, which pretty much you know launched you on this different path. Well, almost you know whether you liked it or not, actually. <laughs> um, the reluctant politician. Yeah, but the thing is, Lawrence, uh, are you more or less optimistic? This conversation was having an awful lot lately. I mean, I tend to try to keep to this whole thing of, you know, pessimism of the brain, optimism of the heart thing. Right? But do you think you said things are getting worse? There's no question about it. Are you optimistic or pessimistic? Hugely optimistic. But unfortunately, the more we win, and I don't even like the idea of win, but the more we, we score, Point. Certainly, they really overstepped on this, uh, on the transgender issue. They really, really have overstepped on that one. So there's victories to be had. You know, you've seen what's happened with Wix, and then you've seen what's happened with uh, yeah. Anheuser Bush in America. You know, conservative-minded people are resisting this stuff. But then, the more you gain ground on on what is essentially mm. a hugely long, well-planned march all the way through every single one of our institutions. You start calling it out, you start resisting it, mm. tensions rise. Mm. So my optimism is that fundamentally, the good people of this country will put their foot down and say, enough is enough. My pessimism is that those, you know, you had to sort it with Ash Sarkar yesterday. She, uh, there's yeah, people yeah. stuck in a submarine tube and she's going, yeah, they, they deserve it almost and you're just like well she didn't say they deserve it but she, she, was, she, she, an she was certainly not compassionate an extreme lack of compassion and choose to make yeah. it about jealousy instead that's the sort of mindset you're mm. dealing with mm -hmm. which is that there is a part of this society that believes that they that anyone who succeeded owes them in some way and that's mm. theft mm. to me mm. so of course um, nature abhors a vacuum and there is a there's a vacuum of logic, reason, and conscience actually in our culture, and we are slowly filling it. People like me, people like you, people like uh, there's a huge number of us now, mm. and you know we we're able to talk about these issues in in a way that last year got me thrown off Twitter and warnings of various hate crimes and various stuff like this. This year, it's not. It's you know it started a conversation, and, and people yeah. are coming out. I, I well yes, I mean I I I see I see what. You mean I sort of partly agree agree with you. It's in some ways, um, it seems something you said earlier. Actually, when we the beginning of when we we're talking, you said um, the point with a lot of this trans stuff was to sort of undermine and make people feel uncertain. I feel that that is the whole point of all of this. It's, mm. it's an outright fundamental. I don't even think the trans lobby, Lawrence, uh, many of them actually even really care about the trans issue much. I think it's all about an attack on what is there. It's the higher fruit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's, we've taken down as much of the lower fruit of um, you know the appalling discrimination against someone based mm. on their sexual orientation. Mm. That, that's really, we've done a, a great mm. deal mm. to address that. We've done a great deal to address um, stuff to do with racial issues in this country. Yeah. But by heightening it in the way that they're doing, they're, they're bringing it back in. I imagine, mm. homo I imagine if we look at the latest report on homophobic crime, homophobic attacks and stuff, it'll have risen as a result of these. these in America, yeah. Yeah, in, as a result of these sort of things. So what they do are um, ideological foes who seek to undermine and dismantle the society and the culture that's been so carefully constructed for us by great and wonderful, brave people is they're now reaching for that higher fruit. And the higher fruit is dangerous stuff minor attractive people. Mm. It's stuff like that. It's the, as Tucker Carlson put in his interview, the taboos mm. that keep society together. 
but the other side have taboos too and one of their taboos is you're not allowed to criticize him for trying to support the mutilation of children you mentioned uh, there are that there are more of us now in you know in in if you like on our side talking about these things yes um, one big addition of course is GB news who uh, didn't have uh, well up to two years ago it's just had its second anniversary now you you're on a break from that at the moment aren't you in forced break because of what you've just had explain what's been happening well um, first of all I had a I had a you know me I quite like motorbikes and things like that so I had a bad motorbike accident a couple of years ago broke my shoulder I obviously did something to my neck at the same time right I then had a bad dream actually and sort of woke in a very startled way and went oh something went wrong with my neck uh, woke up next morning the tip of my left thumb was numb it proceeded to go all the way up my arm and I spent eight weeks in chronic neuropathic pain so I've just had a guy um, stick some knives in the back of my neck uh, in hospital last Friday not la uh, not last yep yeah. yes it was a week ago oh yeah. my god I'm yeah. banned from doing anything but I can't stop it <laughs> you shouldn't even be doing this um, not really um, but actually the doctor was great and actually we should take his advice as a nation exactly what he said to me I said do I have to lay still and do nothing and he went no because you do that you become a patient he said you need to do as much as you can whilst looking after yourself carefully you don't want to be a patient and I thought that's so true of life yeah, yeah. don't become a patient don't yeah. become a victim yeah, yeah. so I, I did that my the GB in response to your GB news question um, GB news I was always going to move to 8 p.m. because I am a bit fruity and um, Lee Anderson is coming in before but meeting me the minute they announced Duxbridge I was like I'm gonna stand there because I want to offer up the, the, yes. the say the yeah. quiet part out loud that no other party is gonna stand there Richard Tice it was brilliant about it and he said we'll coordinate and I said you stand in my beds and we'll help you and we'll stand here and you help us uh, we didn't manage to succeed in the same way with UKIP who seemed to have their own way of doing things but um, yeah I'm apparently I'm not allowed to be on TV and until um, until I obviously storm home with a uh, overwhelming majority in Uxbridge do you do you uh, oh, of course yes this is the Ofcom rule isn't it Ofcom is terrible oh yes of course yes of course yeah. yes so basically you've got now the the uh, by-elections 20th of July yeah and um, so your campaign so you've got a month left right yeah and you're going to be cam campaigning up there every day? Yeah, well, not every day because yeah, it's yes. a law of diminishing returns. Yes. But you, you know, we, we're planning. Uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to. My my favourite thing is the Chowdhury's who own the, who own one of the curry houses up there. When we walked in for our nominations, they were like, "I love him. Please come and uh, hold an event here. We'd love to do that. So we're going to go and do that. I want to go to Brunel University and, and hold a free speech event because that's obviously within the constituency. Let's see how many um, milkshakes one gets thrown at oneself <laughs> for doing that. We're going to hold various events in various places. We, we, we've made contact with obviously the local ULES um, campaigning groups. We've made contact with a lot of the local business groups that are concerned about things that are going on in the community. And I will go and speak to them. The difference between me and a politician is I've got nothing to promise you mm, other mm. than these are the things that I stand for and fundamentally if you stand for freedom of speech you and and I'm a servant I'm not ultimately a servant and a soldier is that my job is to fight for them mm, so mm, mm. you know I don't I've got no desire really I mean I'm happy to go and sit on a green seat in Parliament and say these things that matter but my I'm not motivated by a desire for power like these sort of 35 year old 
guys that have come out of Oxford or Cambridge mm. or done mm. PPE university degrees and then gone and become spads or counselors. You know, I, I'm not a professional politician. No. I never have been and never wanted to be. I'm actually just a bloke who spent 22 years on film sets meeting everyone from all walks of life. What, by the way, what is the situation there actually then? Is it, is it really like that with acting now? I mean, I know you went, you did a film on Hunter Biden, didn't you? I did. Is that been, has that come out or? That not? came out and that was uh, Breitbart released it and streamed it and they, I think you had to pay for it for a year, but now it's free. You can watch it on, um, I think it's called mysonhunter.com. It's a really good film actually. Right, right. And um, it's fascinating, bearing in mind that they've just, you know, charged and released <laughs> Dear Old Hunter for um, being a crackhead mm. and uh, owning a gun, which yeah. was decades in prison if he was actually convicted for it. But strange how you seem to get away with these things. Yes. Your surname is Biden. It's, um, it's the thing with you know being, uh, being an actor from that world, it seems to be that acting, creative industries generally, are just almost like the crucible of all of this stuff. That we're, the, the people that pride themselves so much on challenging, you know, and everything, are, they are the enforcers of it. I mean, do you no longer really see many people in that? Or well, your whole family's in, that, in, in acting, for goodness sake, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, without mentioning any names, there are some in my family, and we're t when we're talking about my family, we're talking about my very extended family, who are, you know, very happy to go on about, uh, talk about their own white privilege in uh, interviews in the hope that the crocodile eats them last and there are some who are more reasonable and say that they they find it very very depressing what's coming for me obviously i love and adore acting but i feel it's ossified yes and calcified i feel art generally mm. has ossified and cult calcified it's very very difficult to find a film that i a modern film mm. that i think is great you know mm. i mean mm. in a way this man who designed this submarine and he said oh, I don't want it designed by 51 year old ex-military white guys with experience in um, designing mm. submarines that go to the bottom of the sea I'd rather have it designed by a bunch of 26 year olds see how well that works out mm. is yeah the last place it'll leave diversity equity and inclusion and um, all of these racist uh, mm. uh, topics and, and talking points showbiz will be the last place it leaves but as you see you know the new Disney film uh, mm. the new non-binary Disney film that no one will watch 290 million t to make 26 million in its first weekend at some point profits gonna have to come yeah. into this yeah. at some point and um, bravery uh, the new London mayor uh, I'm working sort of behind the scenes with uh, actually with the Conservatives on this to try and get a new London mayor to try and get the right new they London haven't mayor actually chosen the they haven't they haven't but you can tell who it will be because that's the person who's getting most attacked at the moment you know <laughs> Is that Daniel Korski? Uh, I think it probably Moss Hussein, I think would be the better mm. option, you mm. know, seeing as he is a, it, seeing as it really matters where you come from nowadays, yeah, yeah. even though you're not allowed to ask. It really matters if you have brown skin. But Sadiq Khan is, uh, yeah, the man needs replacing. And actually, really culturally, as pa you and I both mm. really come from a cultural space, mm. don't we? We're passionate mm. about mm. culture and we're passionate about art. I would love to see a festival in London of you know, great plays. I'd love to see uh, The Man for All Seasons done on the stage. I'd love mm. to see The Crucible done properly without trans lesbians of colour playing um, John Proctor. Mm. You know, I'd love to see a Freedom Festival, a, a, a festival which really put 
put the center of the focus around the product, not the people in the product, you know, and I think that would be fantastic. I mean, is it likely to happen under Sadiq Khan? No, because currently he's, or, he's organizing the first LGBTQIA++ LMNOP uh, swimming competition or something. He announced that's It's morning. so, so demoralizing. I, I have to say, like when it comes to, as you mentioned film, film, theater, most of these things, even exhibitions, um, I've kind of lost interest. You and don't I, like the 16 red buckets piled on top of No, you? not particularly. What? You're but such a bigot. I know, I'm such a fashion. And but also, you know, just, just you know, you go, I'm, my favorite gallery and always has been is the portrait gallery. I'm slightly apprehensive about going now that it's reopened this week, reopened. Slightly apprehensive now because I'm just wondering. It, it can't have not been workified. I mean, you know, it's done in the placements next to pictures and things like that. But uh, so it's made me lose interest, really. That's the that's our main enemy, mm. is apathy. Yeah. So you know that great line uh, for the wrong to rule, all has happened is for good men to do nothing. Yes. That that we must remember that very very seriously because I think there is a, a very strong level of apathy and people say to me why are you standing in Uxbridge you're not going to get voted for it's going to be a waste of time you're a bit late and I say well if I don't stand I've stood by yes and I've allowed others to do this yes and and I'm sorry I don't it doesn't one vote is worth it for me to so give one person one chance to say I don't believe in this is plenty for me that's a success but I hope it's tens of thousands yes well, all the very best with it. Thank you. Um, thanks very much, Lawrence. Uh, if people want to help you, what should they do? Supposing people want to come and help you. So you go to the Reclaim Party, reclaimparty.co.uk. Mm. I have a special page on that. I think you have to go to Lawrence Fox, and that Lawrence Fox page is will give you options of how you can help, whether you want to have a... Uh, poster in the window or whether you want to help deliver leaflets we've already had a really really positive just in the first 24 hours mm. we've had hundreds of people saying that they would like to help which is very very rare um, and you can find out more about what we believe our manifesto is up on there and um, yeah we, 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 we're genuinely keen for people's support we're growing I think we're the fastest growing political party in the UK by quite some substantial amount. Good well look um, I've got a couple of questions because we have the for our members right exclusive questions um but um for the time being thank you very very much Lawrence. thank you um that's it for this week and we shall be back next week see you then hello if you're enjoying the new culture forum channel and you believe in our mission may i invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever and we have great plans ahead for the future but we can't do it without your support. From as little as £3 per month you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member you'll receive a range of benefits including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.